Welcome, everyone, to Watch Challenge. On each episode, we challenge ourselves to find and watch a film of a particular type and then report back the results to each other and you fine listeners as well. My name is Aaron Spears. And I'm Mike Wendt. This episode's challenge is Hong Kong action. Indeed. This one, I was texting you when we were on break, Mike, about like, I was like, I think I need to go with Hong Kong action. I've watched it a few of them. I didn't realize till I, I texted you about it. I think that was because I was just seeing a lot of uh, the folks I follow on Letterboxd were getting really into John Wick 4. And I saw a lot <laughs> of uh, these titles pop. I was like, oh, I've always meant to watch. Oh, I need to watch that one. And then I started watching. Them. I was like, I'm so glad I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching these. So I think the, the ripple effects of having another, uh, and I guess so far the most financially successful John Wick movie come out has inspired some folks to uh, take a look at the, the, uh, the action genre and, uh, and dive into the history a little bit. Yeah, I, what, while we were on our, our break because of the Cleveland International Film Festival, I was fortunate to have a day off of work. Mm-hmm. So I was able to fit in seeing John Wick. Um, it, it, it was almost like, it wasn't like a chore, but like I, I knew I wanted to see it. Yeah. I had to see it. It's three hours, but man, it's so good. <laughs> it was so <laughs> worth it. Uh, such a fun movie. And I'm sure many of the films that we'll talk about today inspired some of those insane action sequences. Uh, though the, you know, and this is not a spoiler, I guess, you know, for anybody who has seen John Wick, but I mean, mm-hmm. just that, that stair sequence alone, I, I would love to have been there, <laughs> like to see how they film that or how many nights it took to, to shoot that and how many stunt people are, tumbling downstairs uh yeah yeah <laughs> but but yeah that's uh I, i'm sure that 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 could be a whole different episode for a di- another day <laughs> true i'm working my way through them I, I realized i'd only seen one and i guess i did watch three at some point because that one was very familiar when i tried it the other night yeah. but i hadn't seen two so i was like well i do want to get fully up to speed before um i jump into the new one although i've heard you can kind of just jump in and you're good. But it's like, well, I, I did buy them. They're sitting right there. I need to, I need yeah. to get caught up. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, th- I feel like for, I don't know, like, yeah, you don't really, I don't think you really have to know, but there are certain subtleties from the characters that, that you've grown to grown to know through the series. Yeah. So I, maybe it is probably good that you have those under your belt. And I'm a completist, so I was like, well, this is the way to do it. And luckily, it's doing good. So I've got, you know, I don't have to get out there for the very first week and 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 see it. So for sure, there's some time there. But Hong Kong action is a very specific uh, type of action. Um, mm. This also kind of cracked open a few more other subgenres. I was like, oh, there's some other subgenres for future watch challenges of like, <laughs> I didn't go like the kind of Kung Fu Shaw Brothers route. Sure. Um, there's also like the sword play slash mysticism. Yes. Kind of action out, which I, I didn't go, but um, yeah, it just fractured off into all these little subgenres. I was like, well, I need to explore these. So uh, we'll have to, uh, uh, I wrote those down for future, future challenges, but I was curious cause I know we're both uh, video store nerds uh, from back <laughs> in the day. What did you have an early like video store experience with Hong Kong action or what, what was your first encounter with, with Hong Kong action? Honestly, I would say the the first one was uh, Rumble in the Bronx, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Jackie Chan of uh, '95, and from what what I my understanding from that movie was that it was it, it's a, a dubbed movie, or I, I think, or I could be I could be misremembering it, but I but I do know uh, because they 
I believe they had tried to put Jackie Chan as, you know, get him to cross over into mainstream America yeah, uh, for a while. And then that, that was the one that, that finally kind of took and it, you know, it did pretty well at the box office. And actually I remember um, it, uh, it got pretty good reviews as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure Cisco Niebuhr gave it two thumbs up, <laughs> at least, uh, which was always like the, the only seal of approval I needed back in the day. That's true. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says New Line Cinema acquired the film for international distribution and commissioned a new music score and an English dub with the participation of Jackie Chan. Yeah. So, Good. Uh, but but yeah, I think that was the first one because um, probably before that, I you know I I wasn't particularly familiar with like Bruce Lee movies or anything. Uh, it just wasn't something that was prevalent in my house, at least. But uh, you know, now now I've probably gone and watched all of those and everything yeah but, uh, but yeah it's just one of those things that uh i don't know yeah there are certain things growing up i mean i i had access to a lot of movies but for some reason th- those type of movies didn't really play necessarily on like uh cable or, or right stuff. Or, or maybe i just wasn't looking <laughs> in the right <laughs> spot you know well it's it's similar to the way um a couple of these titles are now where if they're not easily streaming and i don't mean like a rentable stream yeah, like just like a click away from like something you already have or comes across your feed. You have to go looking for some of these. And I remember, you know, you're, you're at the whim back in the 90s of who was ordering for whatever video store you're going to. So if it was right. a blockbuster, yeah, the, you know, Rumble the Bronx was, you know, made a splash in theaters. And then especially when it was on video here, because usually you had some friend who was like, oh, my God, you haven't seen it. Oh, we got to watch this because it's yeah. fun. It's hilarious. Um, it's got, you know, wow level stunts, including what I always thought was extra endearing were the outtakes of like yes, the, the, yes. Uh, the near, near broken legs and sometimes broken legs um, <laughs> and, and uh, stuff that was done during the credits of a lot of those Jackie Chan at the time. I rented Reservoir Dogs on VHS. Um, I still remember running that and the hand that rocks the cradle uh, the same evening with my buddies. <laughs> a few weird kids. <laughs> Double feature. Yeah. Um. And, um, and, Obviously, one of those stuck with us more than the other one, but yeah. I remember returning it and um, the the guy was like scanning in the, you know, the tapes uh, once they were returned. Um, and he's like, oh, you did you just return Reservoir Dogs? Like, yeah, I'm when he dropped it in the bin there. He's like, oh, what you think of it? So he started talking about it. I was like, it's awesome, blah, blah, blah. And so he recommended, he's like, you got to go to the international section and he'd recommended Hard Boiled. Oh, like, yeah. It's my move film. And I look at him like there's giant fat. He's holding a baby. He's got a shotgun. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've watched that one on my own. Then, of course, I had to go and spread the good word with my friends like, oh, my God, we got to rent this one again. You guys got to see this one. So I don't know in my head that I was like, oh, that's a Hong Kong action film at the time. But I was like, it's a kick ass action movie with, you know, it's in a different language, but great. Um, oh, yeah. What's the stuff that you like? The not, not, Is that quite like gun, gun fu? I keep seeing that phrase. <laughs> Mentioned too, like John Woo is more like the ballet of bullets in my head. Sure, kind of, sure. Like maybe gun fu, but uh, I don't know. There's just something the way like the sound of the guns and the way it hit and the way he could choreograph action where I wasn't uh, lost in it. Like you're very oriented, you know, like who's where and who's shooting at who. And yeah, um, you're very oriented within the action um, in those. But no, you're right. I mean, just thinking about some of the action films today uh and, and i'm not i'm just talking in general mm-hmm. uh just the way how some of those were staged and shot i mean just shows that you can have a a clean frame 
where it's not it's not moving all over and it's not not crazy you know it's like yeah. there's sometimes some of the the like uh heavy cgi films that 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 come out of of hollywood uh mm-hmm. you know action style are now just like it's so, it's so hypnotic or with the with the camera movements where i love like watch watching some of these things where it just shows like you can stage the action and you know perfectly what is going on and it still kicks ass and looks great (laughs) yeah you know it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to have all these weird angles and you know fast cutting like you can just do it and it's really great right effective which and I, I I get what you mean. I think my brain for some reason went right to like the Bourne films, like the way Paul Greengrass had that handheld. Oh yes, cast. and his I still felt oriented with the action. I just felt disoriented because of like how kinetic it was. Which I get, you know, in the moment sometimes it is a disorienting kind of way to experience it. Yeah, because you are in like this very kinetic fight, jumping through windows, going through narrow doorways or whatever. But I, with a good Hong Kong stuff, I don't really feel that as well. There's also an element of, again, being a video store kid, but also I had a, a, a roommate when I was in college in the late 90s who was obsessed with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. So it's interesting that if you go through and look at Jean-Claude Van Damme's career from like, or like one of the guys, uh, Sue Hark, uh, double team knockoff, like yeah. there were Hong Kong action directors coming to America, coming to Hollywood and doing Van Damme movies. Hard target, yeah. John Woo, you know? Right. It's... <laughs> Really weird. Like, I did not care for Van Damme that much, but I didn't actively dislike him or hate him. But my buddy was just like really into his action movies. And so because he was into them, I ended up seeing all these like Hong Kong action, like, you know, legend directors um, making these these shitty American uh, action <laughs> films, sometimes with uh, Dennis Rodman in them. And right. it was um, <laughs> but it was it was weird. Like you said, like the action sequences still stand out. The story is ridiculous for almost all of them. Yeah. But it does stand out in a really unique and an interesting way that you're like, wow, that's that's really well done. Yeah, no, and I think I mean John Woo had that moment there in the in the mid '90s where he mm-hmm. he was making you know like uh, I, I know Face Off. Uh, he made the one with John Travolta and Christian oh, Slater, Broken Arrow, uh, Broken Arrow, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then he did like the, the mission impossible Two, which, oh, right. which a lot of people I think is considered the, the weakest of the mission impossible films. But, but I, I remember just being really drawn to it because of the, the, the way how he shot it, the, the, the use of music and, mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, it's, uh, just those angles the yeah, know, especially when Tom Cruise is climbing up the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that, uh, some of these, these people have crossed over, but you know, they seem to be way more comfortable. A lot of them in their natural or in their, uh, natural element in, uh, in Hong Kong and in China. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. So like in my head, the Hong Kong action films are like a eighties, maybe like mid to late eighties, early nineties product. And then they became a Hollywood product for a little bit in the mid late nineties, and then, you know, like John Woo, Sue Hark, like all of those directors have gone back, like you said, and have like, I've, I've kept up with them now that they're, I guess, back home, as it were. Yes. Making fantastic films. And I think possibly, I can't remember, there was a Sue Hark film I watched, and I can't remember the title right now, but I remember thinking afterwards, like, no, actually, that was overtly ridiculous. It's just that it was not in my language. So yeah. the dialogue didn't ring like as garbage to me. 
but it did ring like garbage to me when Dennis Rodman was saying those, you know, like <laughs> we're Van Damme. I'm like, you know, we're not watching this because of the dialogue. We're right. here for the, you know, the action set pieces and, you know, the, the team ups or the, you know, the weird, you know, revenge, um, revenge that's going to be gotten or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're just reveling in a really great bad guy performance too. Um, but yeah, somehow it, it, it's slightly elevated to me when I don't, when I can't hear the ridiculous dialogue in my own, uh, my own tongue. So that, <laughs> that does help, but. Did you have anything you focused on or should we jump in with our honorable mentions? Was there any like criteria you had for yourself on this one? Um, you know, I, I was trying to find a good mix of things. And the one that I ultimately picked, I think is, uh, I, I can't actually, I'm actually excited to talk about it because then I've, I've started to f- watch the other sequels that, that go. Ooh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yes, I guess spoiler alert, but, uh, but no, I, I was trying to find, the the historical style, but yeah. then also the the um, the ones that are um, set in contemporary contemporary times, which I think are are the ones that we probably know the best. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it, it was a you know this is like oh my god, like there's such a deep library of of different styles that you can go with in subgenres as oh, as, yeah. as you mentioned that. Um, you know, I could have probably like four or five honorable men mentioned, but, <laughs> you know, for the sake of our fine listeners, I'll, I'll yeah. keep it to two, but <laughs> all right. Well, what's your first one, Mike? What's uh, what's up first? Uh, so this one I, I caught, uh, it was like in my freshman year of college. Um, I had a, I had one of those friends who was really into, you know, he was very early on in the like downloading movies, uh, off the, <laughs> Oh yes, okay. Off the web, you know, Morpheus and all those uh Napster kind of things. <laughs> and um so one day like we were just we were talking and um he was I was just like, you know, you know, cuz I was kind of known as the movie guy, but um you know, he was like, I want to show you something that you've never seen and you know, it, it's it's weird and it, it involves my favorite sports. I was like, "Oh, okay." Um oh, so okay. <laughs> it's uh, a movie called Shaolin Soccer. Um, oh yeah uh, which is a, a really fun movie um and uh it's directed by Stephen chow who um you know he's a pretty well-known uh you know he he ended up making kung fu hustle uh a couple i think that was his next film uh okay. but uh yeah it's basically about a shaolin monk who you know he gets his uh brothers together and they uh they form this soccer team and they they use their their powers to kind of teach the ways of the uh, their their version of of kung fu. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a comedy. It's it's funny. It's kind of kind of wacky. Uh, but uh, it's always like it's always stuck out in my head as like um, you know just one of those type of movies that that uses that the the stereotypical kind of things that that a hunk like a kung fu hong kong movie should have mm-hmm. uh but then it, it makes its own unique spin and it has like some weird kind of unique special effects and uh you know i, I found it to be very charming and, and funny so it still has like your traditional fight sequences yes, yes okay. there are there are some fight sequences be- in between some of the games and some <laughs> game. okay yeah <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but it was always in my head as like kind of an offshoot of that. And I don't, 
I don't know this genre that well, so pardon me if I'm I'm mischaracterizing it here, but like the way Jackie Chan added in the comedy element to it, like yeah. like yeah. Steve Chow's always seemed like he's leaned a little bit more into like the comedy element, which I really appreciate. Um because cause it's still we're talking about acrobatics and choreography here. So like you can do that comedically or you can do that very seriously. Yeah, and it I think um I mean and I'm not like a super expert on all the, on, on this whole genre. Um, and maybe I wish I was maybe, but, uh, but you know, like there's kind of, there's like the different, uh, different caricature types, you know, there's mm-hmm. like, you know, the maybe not as athletic type. There's like kind of a chubby guy, you know, like, I don't know. It, it has, oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, so it, it has that kind of ragtag thing and they come together and it, you know, yeah. it, it's just, it's, pretty funny <laughs> the classic uh the classic team structure so you can differentiate all the players based on their yes. personalities real quick uh and yeah a quick glance yes there. So, exactly nice. <laughs> how about you <laughs> well I'll, I'll stick with the uh the praise of of jackie chan introducing kind of comedy into this um element but also i wanted to go and check out something that he had also directed because he's also directed i mm. uh, over a dozen of his movies he's also directed a lot of those he also wrote as well and so the one I went with is uh, Police Story, the first mm. one. Police Story from 1985. So he's the writer, he's the director, and he's the star. Uh, it's his fifth film as a director. So also, like, you can tell he's not just like, well, he didn't come into the into the industry as a director. So I feel like once he first took his first steps as a director, he'd already been directed enough. I feel like he had maybe had a, um, you know, the, the real life school of directing he'd, he'd gone to because he'd been yeah. in movies already. Um, but this one... Uh, this one really struck me. I mean, I, I watched this obviously years after seeing like Rumble the Bronx and some of his yeah. you know, more more Hollywood bigger stuff. But the opening, I don't I don't know if it's the actual opening scene, but very quickly in the first few minutes of the movie, it's a gigantic. Um, no, it's a very long chase sequence where you know him as a cop actually chases down and captures like the big bad guy, but then he has to keep I think it's his secretary alive in order to testify against him in court, and yeah. that's sort of the, the crux of the first one there. But it's one of those action sequences like you, it just keeps going and going. And I was never tired by it or bored by it. It's not repetitive. It's funny. It's a feat of acrobatic choreography that puts him immediately on the level of like a Keaton or a Chaplin or something. We were like, oh, my God, like I didn't know <laughs> humans could do that kind of thing. Yeah. And like we mentioned, it's also so smooth that like you don't see like. Sometimes with the action, if you if you don't have cuts, it's like directing a musical number. You know, if you, if you yes. don't see it and edit, then yes, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers are actually tap dancing like that. That's how amazing they are. And I think Jackie Chan has that too, where like the, it, it's not done through the magic of editing. It's done through the magic of performance. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, how the fuck do you do that? And you're also giggling, you're gasping. Um, there's cars involved going on a hill. Like it's, it's just, it's crazy. Um, and if that one doesn't grab you in like the first 10, 15 minutes, then it's, maybe not your genre, but I, I, I was just completely yeah. just like smiling, if not just like jaw on the floor watching most of the sequences in that movie. Um, just such a, such a joy to watch. And you can just, he, he's, he's an actor and a performer that just seems like he's also having fun with it too. I don't know. Oh yeah. 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 No, I agree. And that, that was actually, that was my other honorable mention as well. Um, and not to always sound like a, uh, commercial for criterion. <laughs> if you, <laughs> uh, if you ever are looking, if you are a collector of the, mm-hmm. of rays, uh, um, you know, they have this great set where you can get police story one and two and police story two for America 
was repackaged as Super Cop. Um, so that and that came, they put that out oh. in theaters not too yeah. long after, probably not too long after Rumble in the Bronx. Like once, uh, once Jackie Chan started to gain some popularity, um, I think yeah. Miramax at the time, you know, released several of his and i want to say yeah police story 2 i believe yeah it was repackaged as super cop um but those two together bring <laughs> have brought me such joy when watching them rewatching them um you know not that long ago when i when i got the the blu-ray um collection mm-hmm. and whenever they have those flash sales it's like it's like a no brainer when you see that yeah. <laughs> cuz it's like you know cuz you're getting two for the price of one it's pretty great and yeah you're right i mean there are there's just certain feats of acrobatic uh, i like how did they do that without somebody near death i don't i don't know yeah, you yeah. know it's like and i know like i mean movies are supposed to be a really safe place and everything but when he's putting his body on the line like that i mean God, my God, it's, uh, <laughs> it's all, I mean, you can just, you're right. I mean, he, you can tell like, he really, he loves doing this. Um, I like, he doesn't seem to, or I know like he still acts in some things now. I know he's getting up there in age, yeah. uh, but, um, I, I, you know, if there was ever like a, a stunt Oscar or something, it would, it would be great if, uh, if he made something like, one last hurrah and you know he gets to have his moment but i i think they did i think the academy did give him a honorary oscar i, I want to say like a couple years ago because if, uh, if he doesn't have one what they should do is they should finally actually do the stuntman stunt person category at the oscars yeah. and then the very first year he gets the lifetime achievement award for that category yes oh my um, god yes. like right out the bat boom here we go um, yes. award to somebody else but like he just needs to be or, or just name it like the jackie chan award or something i don't yes. know Yes, the Jackie Chan Humanitarian Award of (laughs) excellence (laughs) and excellence in breaking of bones and stuff. I, one of the things. So, have you done? You've done Police Story one and two, then. Yes, I think there might be a third as well. Oh, I think they he kept going. I feel like there was maybe up to four or something. I I did write it down, but I was definitely looking up. Yeah, there's it's quite a series he's got going, but. The time period in which, like, so Supercop, or sorry, Police Story is 85, and then the series keeps going from there. I think it's also the era where you didn't, you couldn't rely on CGI because that wasn't invented yet. So he is having to put his body in, well, all the performers we'll talk about here are doing that to a certain extent. And again, it's that difference of, like, you're, you're not hiding that you're using a stunt person with the editing. Like, you're seeing Jackie Chan do the whole thing, and there is, like, such an immediate... There's a danger to that, where you're, like, you're, you're two minutes into this long take, and you're four fights into, the, <laughs> into that <laughs> as well. And so, like, you're also, like, kind of hitting, but not really kicking, but also knocking over. Like, it's um maybe more like wrestling, in a way, too, at that yeah. point. Because you're, you're not cutting away to, like, show that you're not punching somebody, but you look like you're really hitting somebody at the same time right. as well. <laughs> Um, there's just that extra element of danger, especially like in police story. There's a scene. I remember even writing in my notes, like that car is made of metal. Cause this is 1985. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Um, there's a different feel to it than what I get with like modern, uh, a lot of modern action, um, as well. Yeah. Do you have any other ones? I did have one other one and it is a, uh, a Chow Yun fat film that I sought out 
in the mid nineties. Cause it was one of those that I couldn't find right away on VHS. Um, yeah. In the nineties, it wasn't quite DVD era yet. And because I couldn't find it, I wanted it even more. And then I ended <laughs> up paying way too much for it on VHS. I don't think necessarily a legal copy, but whatever I was in New York city on vacation with some college friends <laughs> and, um, paid like 35 bucks for this on VHS. And it was uh, city on fire from, Ooh. 1987, directed by Ringo Lamb, uh, one of the greats, written and directed. And I really wanted it because I had heard it was the movie that inspired Reservoir Dogs. Oh, wow. And so I was like, oh, okay, and you watch it. And then as soon as we're watching it, me and my buddies, first of all, it wasn't even it wasn't even subtitled in, in English. So the first few times I watched this movie, it was only for the action. I had no idea what what the story was other than whatever the visual cues are. But so it's it's Chayun Fat essentially juggling three different roles. He's an undercover cop who's infiltrating a ring of jewel thieves. He's also got the subplot, which usually drives me nuts because I hate these subplots, but this one's pretty good, where his girlfriend wants him to just propose and settle down and get married. But, you know, okay. he's an undercover cop, so this is not going to work <laughs> out. Um, or she's going to, you know, split with some other lover, I think, or something. And then the third layer is there's actual cops who don't know he's an undercover cop that are chasing him down. So he's dealing with like three different stressors, but it's giant fat. And he's cool as shit. He's... It's all just kind of flows around him and he's just into all this stuff. We did. There's some comparisons, I guess, towards the end you could do with the Reservoir Dogs and, uh, you know, Tarantino's a huge Hong Kong and Asian cinema uh, fanatic. So I'm sure he had seen this movie by by the time he's doing Reservoir Dogs. But then in looking into it a little bit more, it was like, yeah, there's some similarities, but it's not like it's the direct, like they're jewel, there's they're thieves there, a circle of thieves, but yeah. it's not like it's a direct, like, oh, this is clearly Reservoir Dogs or whatever. <laughs> that said, I found an, uh, a Bollywood film called Kante, K-A-A-N-T-E, that is actually is a remake of Reservoir Dogs and City on Fire combined and, uh, and, and with musical numbers, I believe. So I got to find that one now. But yeah, this one was great to see because it's, you know, Chayun Fat by this point, he's known from Hard Boiled, he's known from The Killer. And then you get to see him in City on Fire and it's just him at like that exact same time period, just being effortlessly cool and yeah. being, trying to stay one step ahead of everybody and juggling all these different elements um, and it's just, it's just fantastic. It does have a God awful saxophone score. Cause it's 1987. <laughs> Very, you belong to the city kind of vibes to it. And I was like, I'm not down with this part, but uh, the rest of it though, it's, it's um fantastic action. And Ringo Lamb did a Van Damme one, of course. Uh, Cause when he came to America in the nineties, he did maximum risk mm, with Jean-Claude Van Damme. So yeah, he went to the Van Damme school of Hollywood filmmaking for action. Um, <laughs> But in looking these up before we do our final picks, I was noticing, sure. like, again, by physical media, folks, because um, The Killer and Hard Boiled, I believe, were both put out by Criterion at some point. I don't know if they're still available or not. They, those are ones that are, they were put on DVD. They were one of the, some of the early ones. Yeah. They're out of print. I don't know. I wonder if it's a rights issue, but they should probably put out a Blu-ray at oh, some yeah. point or a 4K or whatever. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't know sometimes with the rights, uh, yeah. you know, that would be nice. Cause I think looking them up, I think hard boiled, maybe you could rent on Amazon, but the other like killer and city on fire, like these were not Actually, I found city on fire with subtitles on archive.org. Okay. Either way. I was like, these are like, I would just, I, mean, I was looking at some favorite titles. That I just don't even own uh, when we were working on this episode. And I was like, I would, okay, that's on my watch list. I need to buy that. I need to buy that. I can't buy this. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> So I think it's interesting that like, there's this whole wealth of of this genre that's out there that people aren't right now able to just, you know, one click away from streaming it, 
you don't want a yeah. service to subscribe to. So um, I don't know. There's there's a huge gap here that uh, I think could be needs to be filled in uh, from some yeah. students. Service, but we need like Tarantino to buy the rights and just start putting out his own label or something. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, curate his own. Uh, well, he's one of those like on film in a theater guys. So maybe. Oh that's, no, that's, that's true. But you know, he's also clearly a collector. So come on, it's yeah. <laughs> what did you end up uh picking mike what's your uh what's your pick for hong kong action? yeah so um i uh as i as i kind of alluded to earlier um i was doing a, a tubi deep dive mm-hmm. and found this movie uh, came across you know i've i've seen the title a couple times and i was like you know i, I need to watch this and i i finally did i'm glad i did and i'm I, uh, I'm pretty much through part two and I have three and four on my queue for this week. Oh, man, I'm intrigued. But, uh, this is called IP man from 2008. It's, uh, uh, stars Donnie Yen and Donnie Yen is, um, prominently featured in, uh, John wick four. Uh, oddly enough. And um, this movie is it, the historical uh, Hong Kong action film. So uh, it follows this uh, this man uh, who is a he's very he's he's basically a a kung fu master. And um, you know, basically, like the first half hour, there's within the first half hour, there's like three or like two or three really good fight scenes uh, where basically he's showing his his skills. And he has this like this style where he like punches people like really really fast in the face. Oh like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and the actually the uh, much appreciation for the the sound effects uh, editing in this movie it's it's really <laughs> great. But um, but this one uh, takes more of a serious approach uh, where it's basically Jap- uh, Japan um, invaded uh, certain parts of China. Mm-hmm. like basically they, they took over all the factories and everything. And, uh, IP man is, uh, basically tasked with, uh, trying to feed his family and also feeding a lot of the, uh, the town that he lives in. So he, bas- you know, he almost like goes up into this, you know, it's like, basically he has to face all these, um, people who feel that they're superior at, at, at Kung Fu and it has some just jaw dropping, breathtaking, um, yeah. fight sequences that, that are so, so great. Uh, even in the second one, uh, which like, I'm almost like, I almost finished it. There's this scene involving him fighting with another master and it, they're on a table that's like 
uneven and it okay. has this this whole sequence in which they're the fast punching they're both doing it to each other and then uh-huh. the table splits and then they like land on the table like this this stuff is like <laughs> oh it i don't know why it spoke to me so much but i was like i was so in for this yeah movie. yeah <laughs> um and you know the the first one like i said it, it it's um it's more serious in tone the second one seems it's like a little more slightly comical um okay. so i'm looking forward to three and four um but my god uh i highly suggest this one and uh in if you've never heard of donnie yen if, if you just saw him in john wick four for the first time look at some of his other stuff like he's just like he is like out of this world with his uh skills his, his oh, yeah. uh, martial arts skills these are the it man is it i've heard it Yip, like almost Y I P before. Oh, it's probably yeah. I'm probably saying Yip it wrong. Or... I P. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, but but yeah, it it man or whatever. Yeah, but because okay. it's, it's hard, hard to tell. Ways. Yeah, like in the like Tubi off. They offer a couple different versions of it. Uh, they have you know the the Chinese language, and they also have the uh, like a dub, which I I didn't want to do a dub. But right. it's like even when you're trying to listen closely when they say what you know it man or IP yeah. man it's like I can't even I, I can't right. make it. it's too short yeah. of a name yes <laughs> uh, which actually I have the same problem with one of the main characters in my film too um, so with IP man um, I've, it's been in one of my cues for a long time I'm guessing it's probably yeah to me and I remember I think even one of them I think it was when three came out it played like. I was still at the art house at the time, and I feel like it played it at art houses. Didn't really grab on like locally here, yeah, uh, to a huge audience. But I feel like I've seen those um, come out, and like there's definitely like a following for them. I don't know a ton about it though. I remember hearing at some point was it's, it's based on a real person, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And in the end credits, they have uh, there's a lot of uh, real life photos of of the the man, and um, oh, cool. You know, it's it almost I guess in some ways you could it almost makes him like a messianic type of character okay. because he just he's so good at fighting. He never loses. Um, so like sometimes <laughs> you're just like you're always just like, you know what? Like, I don't think he's ever going to you know, he's never going to be in danger. But like there's one one scene in particular that's that's really cool mm-hmm. in which, uh, you know, the, the Japanese uh, basically the major from Japan uh, wants to fight him, but he said he first wants, he first puts a challenge to him. Like you have to beat 10 of my men first. And the way how he kicks the, these, <laughs> these 10 people's asses, <laughs> it's like, wow. Um, and then the ultimate, the fight with the, the Japanese uh, mm-hmm. major is, is really good. Uh, <laughs> so it, like you, you, you're given like a lot of good things. Like there is a, you know, he has like a wife character and, you know, she's actually given a couple good moments to shine where she's not just like this simple, like, you know, she's not just like a throwaway wife character. Like she actually right. like has something to contribute. So good. Uh, yeah. Highly suggest it. And it's like, it's like an hour 45. It flies by. Oh, I bet. Uh, yeah. Same with the second one. It's, it's flying by as well. It's <laughs> there. It like very much reminded me you know, RRR, it, it's almost like a Hong oh, Kong sure. version of RRR. Okay. 
<laughs> just because there's drama involved. I mean, it's not as over the top as RRR, right? But it's um, you know, there there is they get you in the feels with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? So I have uh, one of these like sit down and, and get a snack, Mike, because the number of titles that this movie goes by is a long list and it's a little baffling. So the quick answer is I went with one. Actually, I stuck within the same couple of years. This is from 1985. Excellent. Um, it's called Yes, Madam, with an exclamation point at the end uh, from 1985. It is currently on Criterion. So I'll just say that like it's, it's, it's called Yes, Madam. It's on Criterion right now. It stars uh, Academy Award winner Michelle Yao Ooh. and also video store action superstar stalwart Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, yes. Um, so like two just like top tier, uh, top top of my list favorite action stars um, are in this one. I'd never seen it before. It popped up. And when I saw that it, uh, Michelle Yao was in, I was like, oh, well, okay, this is the one I'm, I'm definitely watching. This <laughs> one. And I'd seen a couple of Cynthia Rothrock ones recently as kind of like reminiscent ones because like she was just all over the straight to video action uh, <laughs> HS uh, aisles of my youth. So if you don't get it on Criterion, it's also, I think I also found it over on Amazon Prime, but under the name In the Line of Duty 2, <laughs> uh, which is its own series of pretty interesting movies. It was also called uh, Super Cops. It was also, <laughs> here are the two baffling ones. It was also called Police Assassins or Police Assassins 2. Somehow it was both the original and the sequel. And it was also released, I feel like I read something, it was like in Philippines or somewhere called ultra force one or ultra force two so it was again its own sequel and I, was like, I don't understand how hard this is to just what's the title here <laughs> um sometimes it's only super cops sometimes it's in the line of duty two colon super cops i don't know but It's uh it's on criteria now, like I said. It's directed by Corey Yen, uh Y U E N. I'm not really sure if I'm pronouncing that one exactly right. And I think one of the hallmarks uh, that, that I'm responding to is I'm looking at, you know, Hong Kong action stuff here. And I include Jackie Chan in this well, as well, when he's the writer, director and the star, he's also doing choreography work, right? Like he's, oh, he's he knows okay. what he's doing because he has mastered all these different arts of fighting that he's, you know, rolling into his performance here. Uh, well, Corey is the same way. He's also a choreographer and he's a director. So I think having that, and I feel like, isn't that the story with the John Wick series at this point? Like it came from a choreographer stunt man, perspective yes, and now he's a director. yes yeah it's um that chad something i think chad to to healthy so just because you are a stunt person or choreographer doesn't mean you're going to make necessarily a great movie but i think that's a great background to have when you're going in to make a, a an action film um yeah in this particular case you've got michelle yao who her character's name is just ng the letter N, the letter G. And again, it went by so quickly in the movie that I was like, and it was also, I watched a horrible English dub yeah. that I was like, oh, wait, wait, what's his name? Okay, so it's Michelle. <laughs> Fine, I'll just do that. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, one of the directors that um, 
came and did a few Van Damme movies, Sue Hark, he acts in this movie. He's one of the hallmarks of of a certain type of Hong Kong action films is the comedic subplot. <laughs> you have a very serious, you know, uh, action uh, superstar role here. Well, these are breakout roles, really. For like, this is Michelle Yao is one of her first like breakout roles, and then you have Cynthia Rothrock in there. They are the serious, um, serious police investigators trying to figure out this case. Cynthia Rothrock, in this particular one, is in Hong Kong from Scotland Yard, doing a. I don't even know if it's her voice or not, but it's a really bad Scottish <laughs> accent. But who cares? We're not here for the dialogue. <laughs> And then there's Sue Hark is part of a trio of guys who are like pickpockets who deal in stolen documents and they accidentally pickpocket or they accidentally steal and come across a passport that has, it's 1985 again, has microfilm hidden behind the picture in the passport. And that microfilm has like a list of all of like the criminal enterprises of Hong Kong or something. I don't know. Um, but the, all the criminals want it back. So these three guys don't know they have stolen property from like the gangs. <laughs> okay. And so they're being pursued, if not trying to be killed by the gangs. And then Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yao are, are basically allowing them to be kind of bait here and there to try to get to like who really wants these people dead uh, and who, you know, and why are they chasing after these people? And the showdown ends up being like some just like the smarmiest like business guy, but he's clearly like the gang leader and his like lawyer who gets him out of everything on a technicality. That's so awesome. <laughs> you got that stuff. So you like that it's that half comedic, but also it's half like kick-ass action. And I found it fascinating because Cynthia Rothrock has sort of one style of fighting in movies and Michelle Yao has a different style. I mean, there's still like kind of a you know a, a kung fu martial arts based fighting style, but there's parts where you're watching Cynthia Rothrock like a kick ass and then turn around and shoot her gun at the same time. So it's like martial arts and the gun, which I kind of like that combo. And Michelle, yeah, does that uh, a little bit too, but I know in my head, Cynthia Rothrock had a bit more of like the rough and tumble, like, God, I think she's actually hurting these people in the movie. And Michelle yeah, just had a little bit more gracefulness to her. Um, yeah. To a certain degree. At one point towards the climax, Michelle, yeah, it's a two tiered, uh, staircase scene that they're on and she jumps from the top of the stairs and gives this dude two feet you know kick right to his chest like two-thirds <laughs> way down the steps like the way she fall and it's all in one shot you're like I, that guy's dead how do you <laughs> how do you, you and then also she lands on steps and i was like I, it, it's just mind-blowing action they're hopping between like staircases and an elevator shaft or like um, not staircase <laughs> like platforms and elevator shaft you're like i they're actually filming this. Like the camera hasn't moved. They're dropped down, you know, forced. It, it's just, it's bonkers. And it's definitely not on the comedic side. It's more on the, the serious side. And it just, how yeah. the hell did they do that uh, sort of situation? And like I said, the combining of like the guns and the martial arts, I thought was just kind of a cool step. Cause usually it's either a purist, like I don't use guns or, you know, I only <laughs> use guns or it's all gun, gun, gun foo or whatever you call it versus like actual fighting and the dynamic they set up is just the cherry on top in this one. So Cynthia's character is like the no nonsense quote unquote bad cop who goes right to like beating the confession out of somebody. And Michelle, yeah, yeah was quote unquote good cop. I was like, no, 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 that's not how we do it. And then at the end, of course they join forces by, they turn in their guns and badge and they <laughs> go to the, they go to the final showdown because, you know, like we can't get this guy in the constraints of the law. We got to go vigilante. <laughs> and also you get to see them team up and they actually work together. I was like, God, I wish this was a whole series of like, yes, madam, one, two, three, four, five. I could just watch these two um, again and again and again here together. But Oh, I'm loving this. Uh, I found like a kind of like a publicity photo. Just it's like has kind of this yellowish hue, her with a gun and, yep. you know, I don't know. It just yeah. looks <laughs> badass. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun one. And it it uh it flies by. If it's like 90 minutes, I'd be surprised. I mean, it's 
the comedy at some points you're like kind of wears on it, but also all of the comedic scenes too have some sort of either martial arts or escaping or uh chase sequence or something that's like very acrobatic um, at the same time. So it, it, it moves at a clip and it, it, it holds your attention really, really well, I think, but yeah, that one definitely watch that one again. It's very simple on criterion. It's called yes, madam. <laughs> and then <laughs> and you're good. Um, I had to kind of dig in and find it a different way, but uh, it, was, it was definitely, definitely worth it. And also you just got, Michelle Yao and everything everywhere all at once, just winning, you know, huge at the Oscars this year. Uh, go and check out one of her like very first roles. You can just tell like, oh, this is a wildly talented movie star. This is not a yeah. surprise that she has the career she has at this point. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so our official watch challenge picks for Hong Kong action are IP Man or Ip Man or Yip Man uh, from 2008. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, 2008. Yeah. 2008 and yes madam from 1985 mike what challenge do we have in front of us for next time so our next challenge i uh i recently revisited a favorite movie of mine that was uh made in canada so i i figure we should go with canadian films which are films that are made by canadian filmmakers and set in canada by filmmakers from Canada, set in Canada, but not only for people in Canada. Correct. Okay. All right. Excellent. I, don't, <laughs> I feel like I know too much off the top of my head. I mean, I know like Adam Agoyan and David Cronenberg and right. Polly, I think. So Cronenberg's on now too. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So good. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, expanding my knowledge of Canadian made and set films if you have any topics you'd like to suggest or favorite canadian film uh, you want to send our way watch challenge podcast at gmail.com or the links in the show notes and whatever device you're listening to this on right now until next time folks rate and review the show whatever podcast app you're using and we'll see you with the next challenge